You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. everybody, I'm Kathy Biasse, and I would like to welcome you to the Health Hub. Today's show is going to take you to a different place, to another world, to the virtual world. I must say that even from my limited experience with it, I'm actually blown away with the power of this modern platform. Virtual reality has far-reaching implications in the area of stress management and stress reduction, as well as a great potential to integrate those who may be lonely, housebound, or just shy in social settings. You can actually use your laptop and mouse to engage with like-minded people, to explore virtual worlds that can shift your mood and assist in reducing your level of stress. I wanted to become familiar with the virtual world. I actually thought it was about gaming when I first heard about it. So I went on the site and I created my own avatar, which is it's like a personal character. They have a number of different styles to choose from, modern, trendy, casual. They even have a vampire type of attire. I went for modern, trendy myself, and I'm quite pleased with the results. But... Um, when that was done, I actually went exploring and I, I got lost in it. It's, it's really easy to spend a lot of time going into these different worlds. And I don't want to take the thunder out of our guests, our guests information today. So what we're going to do is take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Dave Williams.
are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As I said, our guest today is Dave Williams. Before I bring him on air, I want to give you a background on this fantastic friend of mine. Dave was educated at the Universities of Guelph and Western Ontario. He has a Master of Arts degree in Psychology, has completed his doctoral work in the field of organizational behavior, is a charter member of the Cellier Canadian Institute of Stress, and is a past faculty member of the Wolford Laurier University School of Business. He has authored numerous research papers and journal articles. He posts and publishes content on the internet, frequently lectures to university and professional groups, and has been both a columnist and member of various editorial and advisory boards. Currently, Dave is the host of the Find Your New Normal live video broadcast and is the creator of the Cancer Survivor Clubhouse, a room in the world of Second Life, a virtual reality platform that focuses on helping cancer patients and survivors cope with the anxiety and stress of living daily with cancer. Dave, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, it's my pleasure to be here. I think I'm your first guest on your show. That's quite the honor. Oh, it's our honor for sure. And I picked you purposely. I picked you purposely. So thank you so much. And before we actually get into the world of virtuality, why don't you tell us why you decided to create the Find Your New Normal broadcast and what led you to that world of virtual reality? Oh, that's a great way to begin today. And and as I say, thanks for having me on the show and asking me to share a little of what I'm really passionate about. And that's helping others who have to learn to feel better when living with cancer in their life. Uh, you know, and, and we'll share with your audience that I'm a four-year colon cancer survivor. And I started to find your new normal broadcast to thank all of those who would help me through my journey. Uh, during that uh, journey, I discovered that cancer was not just about uh, medical treatment. Uh, it's really about coping with the emotional roller coaster that you have to ride during and, and after all that medical treatment that you go through. Mm-hmm. So on my broadcast, I tried to bring in guests who have a message to share that are going to help the patients and survivors and caregivers all cope with the life crisis that they're facing and how to, to find a way to ride that emotional roller coaster. That uh, new interest that you shared that I have in virtual reality came about because uh, I was doing guest research and I discovered this world that uh, a number of my guests had been working in and I started to explore it. And like you, I was just blown away by what you can find when you get onto this new platform. It really is is something. And like I said, I thought it was a gaming platform. I had visions of people chatting with each other and going through rooms and blowing up sites. And so when I went on it, I I actually was amazed. And it's really not just it's not just a can. I don't want everyone to think that it's about a cancer uh, virtual world. You can you can go on and, and create you created your own room. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. I mean, the people who go there have been 
around with a variety of needs for years. In fact, the platform you and I are talking about today is called Second Life, and it's been existing for about 13 years. I saw it way back when, um, and they had looked at it, thought it was cute, and it was really gaming, and I wasn't that interested in it. Uh, before Christmas of uh, this uh, past year, I discovered uh, an article that I was researching where people were saying uh, in in chemo treatment, they were taking their laptop in and starting to swim with the dolphins as a way of removing their anxiety. And I said, isn't that fascinating? Because not only was it helping the person undergoing chemo, but all the other people in the chemo ward. So I started to look at it. And like you, when I got in, I discovered it's not just about uh, uh, solutions for cancer patients. I mean, I found uh, people with disabilities there because they are not mobile. They're stuck at home and, and they can't get out. So they go into a virtual world to uh, really explore things of interest to them. I found Parkinson's, uh, uh, pe uh, people who are suffering with uh, Parkinson's. Uh, on there, alcoholics were there and, and found the American Cancer Society uh, also who were there trying to help people. So it's, it's a, a, a world that tries to simulate those interests that you have. And when you visit, it can be something as, as fun as uh, taking a ride through the outback of Australia. Or uh, I was in uh, Dublin just a few weeks ago. Uh, walking the streets and, and went into a Burger King to find out what in the heck a Burger King looks like in, in Dublin. Uh, but it can be something serious uh, to have support groups and discussions where people of like mind get together, make friends and support one another. It is not about blowing things up and playing games, although that does exist on the platform. It's it's really grown in the last uh, 12, 13 years into something with many different uh, elements that you can explore. When I was looking at uh, one of the rooms that hosted Parkinson's patients, uh, I think you sent me a clip. They were even yeah. saying that being stimulated by these rooms is helping different areas and aspects of the brain. So there is actual health implications that seem to be happening with these virtual rooms. Yeah, because it really is a simulation of what you're trying to do in real life. So as a Parkinson's patient, if you're having difficulty with mobility, if you're practicing the brain activity in a virtual world, it actually helps you in the real world when you take steps. As you saw in that clip, there was a 90-year-old woman. Could you believe that? A 90-year-old person playing on their laptop in a virtual world. It just was astounding to me. And she was doing it for the fun and the fellowship and all the friends she was making, but also because it allowed her to feel that she could be mobile. And when she left her uh, laptop, laptop and went to the car, she was more mobile because the brain had been stimulated into the activities that she had seen in the virtual world. So it, it's not just a fun thing. It's a, a, a tool that has helped people in many different ways. Is it complicated? You know, I'm thinking of people that have maybe have handicaps or for um, senior citizens who are finding this interested, but perhaps 
a little afraid of computers. Is it complicated to become involved with this? Do you need technical support? Yeah, I think that's the biggest uh, obstacle that people um, think exists, and that is I don't like computers. It's too complicated. I don't want to go there. And it turns out that that's really a myth. That's not there. I would admit that 10 years ago, yes, this was for the nerds. But today, uh, you may have seen uh, the the uh, CBS uh, Sunday morning show at the beginning of January, where they did an eight-minute opening segment on virtual reality for the layperson. And they were talking about all the headgear that people are now becoming familiar with as they go to Best Buy and see the, the technology exhibits and they put on the, the headgear and get right into looking at 360 panoramas and feeling immersed in whatever they're viewing through the headset. But the thing you and I are talking about today is just something on your laptop. Mm-hmm. And if you're comfortable with your mouse and you know where the up and down arrow keys are on your uh, keyboard, then you can move this avatar, which is a representative of you, uh, around. They, you can let that avatar walk and run and even fly by just using the keyboard up and down arrows or your mouse. So technology limitations are not there. But for those in your audience who really like the nerdy side of things, sure, you can get way into there, put the the three-dimensional suits on the headset gear and really get into it. But for most people, and certainly the myself and others like me, just having my laptop open and letting me explore other worlds, meet new friends, get the support, uh, explore interest areas on my laptop is as much technology that I want to deal with. Is there a cost, Dave, to become involved in the virtual world? Well, I sure thought there was going to be. That was my one of my biggest surprises. It's actually free. I couldn't believe it. And I and now having been on it for months, I, I continually look for where's the hidden cost because the graphics and the animations are all there. And you just go to secondlife.com, join in at no cost. As you say, select a representative avatar of the type of person that you want to be seen as and you jump in. The revenue production in this is by the artists and the uh, graphic designers who create this real virtual world. And when they create uh, a a boat or a museum or a marina or, in my case, a cancer clubhouse, you want to put in trees and you want to put in rocks or a dock or whatever And each of those elements that you use when you build a room have some moderate cost. But to the user, there is no cost. It's only if you want to design something and create something for a particular user community that you'll find that there there are some dollars that you'll uh, spend. But even there, it's extremely inexpensive. The the world is uh, uh, um, what I say is 
you buy things in a currency called Linden dollars and 2,500 Linden dollars equal 10 US dollars. And so if I wanted to put a tree on my cancer clubhouse property, it cost me one Linden dollar. So what is that? Five cents, six cents. I mean, it's enormously insignificant in terms of the cost to create these worlds. But you're going to end up as a designer or developer, you know, spending some money. But let me reinforce as a user coming into the world, exploring all the things that are there. There's no cost to you at all. So when you go into Second Life, does it give you options of different rooms that you can go into, or do you need to be invited into these rooms? How do you, how do you find the group that you want to be involved with? Yeah, it's, it's much like you do when you go onto Google to search for uh, uh, information. Um, the Second Life has a destination directory with keywords in it. So if I was interested in in sailing, then I would put that keyword in and up would come all the des- destinations that have something to do with uh, sailboats or cruise ships or catamarans or marinas. And then I click on the link, just like you do in a web browser. You click the link and it takes you right to that particular place. And then once you're in that uh, simulation area, you explore it with your avatar, walk around. And usually uh, uh, the person who's created that little environment often will have what they call teleport uh, positions where they'll create a little board that'll show up that says, if you'd like to take a sail uh, boat ride or you'd like to uh, ride some horses or take a sleigh ride, you click here and it teleports you to another location. So you begin the process with your own interests. What do I really want to do? Uh, and if you happen to know someone, like in this case today, people are meeting me. And for those that are in the cancer community that want to meet other cancer people, then they visit me and I show them where they can go to find other sites and places that would meet the needs of a cancer patient or survivor. So you just start off with a a general search, looking at your particular interest areas. And then you, as you say, you get lost. I'm amazed. Mm -hmm. Saturday afternoons, I spend hours just exploring the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of simulations that are out there. How many people do you think are involved in the virtual world? Well, that was interesting, too. I mean, 10 years ago, there was about a million and a half people. And now, 10 years later, it's a little under a million active users. And they mean active users, people who are every week visiting and moving their avatar away. So it's not just people who have registered. So you can think of about a million people that are on uh, this simulated platform, and of that a million people. There are hundreds of people who come in, as I did. I came in as a cancer patient looking for uh, things that were of interest to me. And I got so interested that I quickly learned how I could create my own clubhouse. It's, it's fascinating. So many of the yeah. users just jump right in and develop things. It, it really is. It's fascinating. I'm so glad that you introduced me uh, to introduce me to the virtual world. It's something that I think I think I can use in my own practice. 
Um, and that's actually going to take us, Dave, we're pushing up right against our break here. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to continue discussing this and, and maybe from a personal perspective, how it's helped you. That'd be great. Thanks, Dave.
are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email healthhub at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Dave Williams about the virtual world. And before break, we left off with talking about just the, the volume of people that visit the virtual world. And what I'd like to ask, I don't know if you have a concept of this, but is the medical profession at, in any way, shape, or form or certain medical charities or industries involved in the virtual world? Because it just seems to be a platform where people can go and discuss health issues and so forth. Do you have any, any idea about that aspect of the virtual world? Yeah, it, it's fascinating when I did my research to discover that this wasn't just an end user tool, but rather the medical com- community had embraced it. So when you look at something like the American Cancer Society, they've been on Second Life uh, for about eight years, and they do provide um, uh, cancer support groups for the, the the survivors. They they have a uh, and a physical world that they've created that is also used for fundraising. In fact, the Relay for Life is simulated there, and they generate half a million. I mean, I think this year it's $650,000 is really? their goal. Uh, when you look at the people who are into pure virtual reality with the headset gear, you're finding that uh, physicians have been involved with uh, guided meditation techniques that uh, you can uh, follow the meditation while you're wearing the gear. And there's education uh, being done for pediatric cancer patients and even training for medical practitioners so that they uh, are using virtual reality as an educational training tool. So you're getting nonprofits involved. You're getting the uh, developers creating tools that and software to be used, and you're getting hospitals using uh, the technology in uh, uh, various wards to reduce stress and anxiety. Uh, it's fascinating, uh, but new. I mean, it's only been about 18 months that uh, the research seems to be that these professional groups have embraced it. Uh, and I think this year and the next couple of years, you're going to see more and more as end users are buying the gear, getting into tools like Second Life uh, and asking for other services that can be supported professionally by these practitioners. You know, when I think of the, the cancer the cancer regime and going to all the appointments and sitting for hours at chemotherapy, to have this implicated in those situations where people cannot focus on what's going on at hand it would it just seems it just seems like something that could be so powerful even to educate people you know if you had rooms to educate people about even side effects and perhaps ways to to deal with side effects it just 
the the implications just seem so profound. Um, I, I would just love to see more of it involved. I mean, the cancer world is something that I know very well, both personally and, and in practice. And I can see the implications, even the pediatrics. When you mentioned the pediatrics, I mean, that that would just be something that so many children resonate with. And, and to find other kids in, in their similar situation would be so helpful, uh, even to the parents, to dealing with the parents. Um, for, for you, how has it helped you personally? Do you feel that you've benefited oh, that, a lot? That's a, such a good question because that's what drove my passion. As you know, my cancer treatment program was a difficult one, a complex one, mm-hmm. and uh, was one where I actually spent over a year in the hospital and became aversive to hospital care as a result of what anyone would imagine a long-term uh, treatment program in hospital would be like. And cancer doesn't leave you even when the active treatment uh, comes to completion. I still have aversive flashbacks to that treatment program. I I have scanxiety. Yesterday, I had to go back for more scans and didn't want to go. I, I know there's going to be some more surgery ahead of me, and I don't want to go back to the hospital. So what I found is that having my laptop with me gives me a quick getaway from cancer. I can go to my clubhouse. I can sit on the beach in an Adirondack chair, watch the sunset, uh, watch the moon come up and glisten over the water, uh, listen to my owl hooting at night or the seagulls swimming around, and I escape from the reality of the pressure that I'm facing when I'm in my negative headspace of cancer. And in fact, to be frank and honest to your audience, I was resisting getting back into my secondary treatment program until I became comfortable with Second Life. And the reduction in my own personal level of stress and anxiety made me comfortable enough to say, I think I'm going to get back to the hospital treatment program. I'm going to get these last issues resolved. And if I'm getting stressed out, I know how to relax myself. I had been taught all the traditional things from deep breathing to yoga to meditation to every technique that the professionals had shared with me. But they, yes, relax me, but they didn't renew me. When I go into the virtual world, I relax and then I release that stress. And when I finish 20 minutes of sitting on my beach or being at the campfire with another friend, sitting there uh, enjoying the natural setting that I've created, I feel renewed when I close my laptop and can get back to living in the real world. It's just like a mini vacation. You know, when you go away on a cruise or to the cottage or whatever, you escape those things that were dragging you down. Well, chronic disease and certainly cancer lives with me constantly. I have complications in my life. Mobility has been shut down. My anxiety level continues to ride on a roller coaster. And I really personally didn't find a way of finding some life balance. Second Life did that for me. And it has been so positive that now I don't have a resistance to going back to the next level of some surgery that's indicated. 
I, I'm not that negative uh, when I'm, I'm planning my next CTs and MRIs. And in fact, yesterday I took my laptop with me and I did sit there uh, because I, the waiting room had Wi-Fi. So I could just zap right in and I sat uh, on the beach and it, it watched the sunrise. The way there's, a, there's night and day uh, cycles in this virtual world. So rather than a sunset, I watched the sunrise. And that just set the right tone because the day was beginning and I was now feeling positive about the scan that I was waiting for yesterday. So personally, it, it has been the best technique of all the ones that the medical professional have shared with me. And don't forget, I'm a trained psychologist. You'd think if anyone should be able to find a balance on the emotional roller coaster, I should be able to do it. And after four years of this, I still hadn't found a balance until at uh, Christmas time. Uh, and even that, and I'll just sidetrack for a moment. I went to my very best New Year's Eve party this year on virtual life. It, and that's what really cemented the value to me personally, because I spent almost five hours uh, tobogganing, uh, uh, ice skating, being on a sleigh ride uh, by the waterfalls, by the, the moonlit uh, uh, night. Uh, it was unreal. And when the midnight hour came, we were all by the Christmas tree and the fireworks were going off. And it was so emotionally exciting and I, I literally think, even though I've been to real world New Year's Eve party, this was the very best one. And it was just perfect because I was not feeling all that great at Christmas time due to my cancer treatments and anxiety. And this just was the perfect way to bring in the new year. Well, let me, let's face it. There's nothing wrong with uh, when you're going through medical treatments and so forth to, to escape. It doesn't have to be a tool. It can just be escape. And I just find so much, so much that it has to offer. And um, I'm going to be putting up for everybody ways to contact Dave if you want to become involved in his particular room or if you want to know a little bit more about virtual reality or the second life, but specifically if you want to know about the Cancer Survivor Clubhouse, because it is, it's just so wonderful. It's definitely something that I'm going to be using in practice. Um, and it, it just, I thank you so much, Dave, for being with us and for introducing us to this. And I really hope that people take advantage of, of Dave and what he has to offer. He's he's just an awesome person and willing to spend the time with you. And he's created a room that you can go in and feel safe and be with like-minded people. Um, there's nothing like a, a disease to to shatter you uh, to to the core and cancer especially. So if you have a group that's different than a support group, a place where you can go and, and play around and chat if you like or just watch, there's nothing there's nothing like it. Um, before we wrap up, and again, thank you, Dave. I'm just going to wrap up here. Um, thank you for inviting me. It was oh, a great uh, time to spend with you, and it's it's our pleasure too. And you'll you'll definitely be back on our show. You're just you're just such a, an awesome presence. But when we talk about computers, I just want to end up here with a quick tip for your health. Uh, be mindful. Sitting down for too long is not good for your health. Studies have shown that it's bad for your heart and can lead to weight gain, obviously, if you're not moving around. 
So get up every hour when you're on your on your gaming or when you're doing your computer or when you're in a virtual world. Make sure you stand up for a few minutes every hour. Even better, get yourself a stand-up desk. You can make one of your own. Now they're very popular. You can buy one as well. But make sure you do that. If you would like to contact Dave Williams to learn more about the virtual world, you have many options. You can contact the show by going to our website, radiomaria.ca. You can tweet out your questions. The Radio Maria tweet handle is at Radio Maria Can. Or if you would like to contact me personally, my website is kathybiasse.com. My Twitter handle is at Kathy underscore Biasse. And saving that, you can email us at thh at radiomaria.ca. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on the Health Hub, and I look forward to talking to you again. I can hear the birds singing, enjoying themselves. They have no worries.
You have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.